glad you're with us wherever you are. If you're joining us here locally in Santa Barbara, California, on the airwaves, uh, on the television, we welcome you at TVSB. Uh, we're grateful that you're joining us. And of course, so many of you are joining us from all over the world at goodlifetelevision.org, at the YouTube channel, at the podcast, which is called Good Life Conversations. So we're grateful for all of you. As always, we're, we're presented by Bun and Chevrolet. So grateful for our friends there. And, and Good Life's talking about the good stuff. And we've had some, just some amazing people uh, time and again. Uh, entrepreneurs, overcomers, public servants, young people, people with great life stories and journeys. Um, so it's been so fun to unpack those and to have you along uh, for the ride with us. So thank you. I'm so excited about my guest today. Uh, Mary Catherine McBride is mm -hmm. with me. Welcome. Thank you very much. Good to be here. From Long Island, New York. Yes. She's a New Yorker. I am. And I haven't lost it. I've been out here since the late 70s. And you uh, never they, lost they it. still say, you're from New York, aren't yeah, I you? I can totally, <laughs> I can hear it. Yeah, that's... Uh, when I go back home, though, to Long Island, um, my family tells me I have a Western twang. And I don't believe that at all. But <laughs> I must have sounded really bad then, but anyhow. Western twang on a New, <laughs> New York, it got it. It really work. That's, that's good. It's kind of fun. So were you, uh, t talk to us about your kind of your early life and then the process of coming to Hollywood. Okay. I think you bought a one-way ticket from I, what I, I understand. Did. I did. I did. Talk about that. Um, well, um, I started, I'm born and raised in New York. I'm the oldest of 10 children, good oh Irish my. Catholic family, and uh, I have a big clan back there. My mother was one of 14, so I have a lot of aunts and uncles and cousins, and, but we all grew up with music and uh, art and painting and very much in the arts and theater and those kinds of things. My grandmother was a classical pianist and every one of my aunts and uncles played piano. So I grew up singing around the piano and everybody and the whole the family was huge. But it was a wonderful, wonderful way to grow up. And so when I was in school, and high school started, I started working behind the scenes in the theater department mm -hmm. and loved every minute of it. I was never in front of the stage, I was always backstage. I'm not one for the actress, but I'm, I'm good with a hammer and a nail and a paintbrush. And um, so that started me on that path. Then I worked my way through college and um, graduated and went into New York City. And I went up from the subway and at the top of the staircase was ABC Television. And I was looking for an assistant job. So I walked into there in the employment uh, department, I guess human resources it's called. And they hired me right then and there. And I started working at ABC Wide World of Sports for Rune Arledge which yeah. was revolutionizing sports programming at the time. And I worked with a lot of the celebrities, um, you know, Muhammad Ali and uh, Howard Cosell and all those people. But that started me on the path of filmmaking. Wow. That was videotape and 16 millimeter. So I stayed there for a bunch of years, and then I bought a one-way ticket to California because I wanted to get into dramatic filming. So I, that was sports and uh, documentaries. And so I um, came out to California, and I got a job here pretty quickly, and, and I didn't stop working for 18 years. And... Um, and uh, theater and uh, drama TV and uh, all kinds of shows. And then I landed up on the pilot for Knott's Landing. Hmm. Knott's Landing yeah. was, you know, a very big hit. Yeah. Um, and uh, top rated show was on for 14 years. Wow. And I was a producer on that show. I became one of the producers and um, for 10 to 12 years of the show. And it was um, wonderful. So I'm sort of all over the place, starting in New York and here I am. Wow. Now I don't do that anymore. I don't do television anymore. Yeah. Before you move on, the, a lot of people come out to, to California with mm -hmm. a dream. Yeah. 
and I think most of the time it doesn't happen. I mean, just it does not. So how did how did you do this? I mean, how did that work? That's interesting. Well, work is the operative word. Hard work. And uh, I go back to my father was very wise, and when I was all of us, all of us siblings, if you work hard enough, you can get anything. Mm. Just have to work for it. And when I was in high school, I'll, I'll make this short, he, um, in those days, girls were either uh, uh, teachers, secretaries, or nurses. Well, I didn't really have a calling for any of those. <laughs> so he, he insisted that when I graduated high school, I would have a skill to get a job. And he, they, he insisted that I take shorthanded typing. Okay, so I took shorthanded typing in school, and I became the state champion in, in, in shorthanded really? typing. Really? For speed. For speed. I can type fast, <laughs> and I can take shorthand as fast as I talk. And uh, <laughs> so that served me well, because that got me a job in every place I went. I was not afraid to take the testing to get, and that got me all of the jobs, and um, I grew from there. Because once I got inside ABC, for example, after six months, I knew I wasn't going to pound a typewriter the rest of my life. Yeah. I wanted to go out there and do those things. Right, but was, you got in. I got in. Yeah. And then I bought the one way. I was working there for several years. I became a, um, a unit manager, and I traveled around the world um, uh, hunting and fishing and golf and tennis and all those things that sports do. And um, when I came to California, and I became a production manager, and when I bought the one-way ticket to California, I was just visiting friends. And I came out to do a little job with a buddy of mine for about a week. And I stayed with he and his wife and his family. And the day after I got here, that job was canceled. Wow. So I said, well, I can go back to New York. and Or I answered an ad in the back of Variety magazine. You know, the film yeah, industry, yeah, the, yeah. The, the trade yeah. variety. And there was an assistant to the executive producer of a production company in Malibu. And I said, oh, I could do that. So I went on the interview and I got hired because I was a champion shorthand in typing. <laughs> and, <laughs> right. um, but I went back to that skill, you see, because that's what they were looking for, the assistant to the executive producer. They said, I want to work with the top boss. How do I get in there? And I took the test as his assistant, and I got hired right then. And um, that's the job that led from one to the other, and I didn't stop working for 18 years. I, didn't, I only worked for him for six months. Then that show was over. Then they had uh, the gal who was hiring people over at Norman Lear Company, uh, studio there in, in Hollywood. I said, "Do we have? Where are you going now, Mary Catherine?" And I said, "I don't know." And she said, "Well, you want to start Monday on the show? I'm I'm staffing." I said, "Okay," and that's how it went from one to one to one. And I finally landed up at Lorimar Productions, working for the head of production. And um, I was a production coordinator, and I got on the pilot, not landing. And that was, um, I said, "I want to grow here. I want to I want to keep going up." And they said, "Okay, do this." And then if the show gets picked up, you can be a producer on the show, associate producer. And I started there for a year, and I worked my way up over 14 years to be the showrunner. And so it's been a path of learning and um, uh, just growing in the industry and being willing to give up your ego right. to get in right. and to start where it's necessary. And right. just work, and you'll get it. Right. And after, you get, after I started on these shows, in, in positions that were backwards a little bit, maybe one or two steps backwards, but it didn't take much time to realize, they realized that I was more than that and, had, and I could be more than that. So it was, yeah. it's been very rewarding. If you work hard, right. you can get anything. But you must give up your ego in order to do that. That's right. Because I'd if you know I was a producer, right, in New York, and when I came back out here and I answered an ad for assistant to the executive producer, but I knew I would be rather, would rather grow, I could grow 
easier if I was talking to the boss over the coffee versus trying to get in for an interview. Right. So I was in. You were in the now, door. That's right. I was inside the door. Right. So I got inside the doors. And it was all wow. thank you, Daddy. <laughs> yeah. For thank showing you, me Daddy. And getting me on that path. And um, so you don't know what the journey is going to be. And uh, I've always been involved in theater and the arts and, and things like that. And I think visually. So it was a natural, uh, and I'm an organizer. I'm the oldest of 10 children, so I've been telling people what to do my whole life. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> I'm, right. I'm destined to be a producer. So those, uh, yeah. that's my path. That is amazing. There's so <laughs> many lessons in what you just said. Mm -hmm. the, 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 I think there's a scripture that says, don't despise small beginnings. Mm -hmm. And I think th that sounds like it's an attitude thing. Mm -hmm. Everybody wants to start big or whatever. Yes. And, but don't despise small beginnings. I mean, and it's almost, I mean, I think it's also true that if you're given this much and you do well and you work it and you're faithful, mm -hmm. then you have more opportunities, yes. right? I mean, yes. but I think that, and then just in today's day and age, I mean, I just feel like hard work is underrated. Like, I, we, I, I don't know if we're making them like we used to, yeah. kind of, <laughs> in terms of the work ethic. I agree 100%. You know, and that's something that we can't lose. 100%. And it is being lost. Yeah. Um, but it is still, it's still there. And I can speak from personal experience. I have two daughters, and my husband and I, my husband Kevin, and my daughter Caitlin and Molly, my daughter's Caitlin and Molly, and they are in their early 30s. And they're career, career women now, mm -hmm. and in the industry. And um, uh, so they followed the footsteps, so to speak. And they are even saying to me, Mom, the people that are the, uh, the, the Gen Zs that come in now, because <clears throat> right. they're in their early 30s, and uh, the younger ones coming in have no work ethic. Yeah. And when you say, this is the job we want you to do, no, I don't want to do that. No, I don't want to do that. What, what, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, what planet are you on? Uh, yeah. <laughs> thank you. But they yeah. are now telling yeah. me. The, your daughters are telling you. That, and that, and that they see that there is no commitment. There's no work ethic. Yeah. And there's no understanding the, the tasks and that you have, to, you have to do the tasks, not about what That's you right. want. Right. It's about what the job requires and what you've been right. asked to do right. graciously. Right. And... Um, so this guy, it's there. My girls have it because they didn't have a choice. <laughs> right. <mother>. You taught them. <laughs> and, hey, but, but you yeah. have to teach them. But you also, there's an opportunity there because because of that, if you bring an attitude, a great attitude mm -hmm. and a great worth, work ethic to yes. the table, yes. you're going to stand out yes, you will. nowadays. Yes, you will. You're going to take over the world if you... Thank because, you very much. Thank you know you what I mean? Thank you very much. That's exactly right. And coming from the industry, uh, there certainly uh, has a lot of reputations associated with that in the fact that uh, they're, they're, they're demanding and there's personalities and their egos, and which is all true. Um, but um, I believed and, always, and still do practice to this day that you can be gracious and be a good leader and a strong leader. Mm -hmm. You don't have to, in fact, adopt the negative... Uh, uh, demanding attitudes right. or disrespect right. or, or dictating or being rude when you're asking yeah. your um, right. staff to do something. So um, uh, sugar goes a long way yeah. and just understanding. And what also helped me with my whole approach with as a leader, I worked from the bottom up. Mm. So I've done all those jobs. I know what it's like right. Right. to be the lower one. Right. And um, 
that the respect is is there for what they need to do. And also, I believe that it takes many, it takes every p spoke in the wheel to turn. So mm -hmm. you need everyone. Everybody, no matter what your position, is important to the overall package right. of success. So, yep. And right. if you enlist them and understand that, now you're going to get much more. Right. And you're going to get that little bit of overtime without punching the clock or understanding right. or, in fact, offering. So there's right. a lot a lot to say with that. And I'm showing my girls that you can do that, too, because they grew up on the set with me. They mm. would come and see Mommy in action all, you know. Um, so... But you can be a, um, a good, strong leader with still with ethics and the right attitude. You don't have to be the screamer. Yeah. And I gr worked a lot of screamers, but nonetheless. Right. Anyway, that's the path that you have, and those, that's the training. Yeah. No, that's so good. That's so good. I think, uh, yeah, the, the, the leader who's done whatever it takes it has a special authority in my in my view. Mm -hmm. Nobody can ever say, "Well, you just stand over there and give." Away. No, well, no, no. no, no. <laughs> Let me tell you about the first eighteen years okay, or ten years or five. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like it, uh, exactly. That's exactly. a different. That's a whole different thing. So, so talk about so the the the, the company uh, Go Be Do Productions, which Perfect. is a great name. Thank you. You you founded this uh, several years ago. Take us back to kind of what your thought process was when you were starting Go Be Do. Um, well, it was the same as, as I've been talking. It's wanting to grow as in a production as a production entity and um, establishing myself as um, someone that was well-rounded, that a company that could do from live production to video to documentaries to uh, features and television, which I did. In, in my day, and um, it was a very, it was a hard path, you know, from, from creation to develop something, to finding financing, and then um, um, producing it, and shooting it, editing it, and selling it. Right. Um, is a long journey, and it was successful, but it took a lot. So that's when um, I decided that Gobi Do Productions would be more of an event production company. Mm -hmm. So I had the, as I was saying, my first ha ha first life. And then the second line right, now right, is right. more events. So for the past um, uh, number of years, um, I'm doing events. And okay. that's how I got involved in Rotary. Right. And um, so I bring my skills of producing and vision to raising money for, to help change the world. That's And so that's good. what I can do now. So it's always been, um, I guess, maybe destiny yeah. that uh, I came up the path I did. I had a very successful career and loved every minute of it. I don't miss it. Yeah. Uh, but because I love what I'm doing now. And I think it's reinventing yourself. It's always evolving and growing and using the skills that I have uh, in other ways. And I found that Rotary really um, helps me, helps, helps me help them yeah. and producing things. So I do a lot of fundraising and a lot of charity work yeah, for Rotary and help Rotary stay on task too. Because <laughs> <Right. laughs> sometimes, you know, I, well, you're a Rotarian, yeah. you know, yeah. so you have to bring them back to know, bring them back to the table right. here now. Right, right, right. Working with volunteers is another right. challenge. Right. And it's a, it's a different kind of challenge, but it's all the same, it's, it's the same path, it's the same chore. Yeah. You know, whether right. I pay you or you're a volunteer, I still have to get the same, uh, the goal is the same. Right. To get the job done. Yeah, right, so, right. But that's, um, um, that's fine, and, and everybody knows, just do what Mary Catherine says, and you'll yeah. be fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's an easy rule. That's yeah, an Rotary, easy one. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, Rotary is a great, <laughs> wonderful service organization. If you're not familiar with Rotary, Rotary International, uh, great service organization yes. full of people that 
really care. And it's we want to change special. the world yeah. for the better. Yeah, that's why I'm. And in it. they are. You and are. We are. You are. Absolutely. We all are. We've had a number of Rotarians uh, mm -hmm. on this couch, and uh, I'm always fascinated to hear about the projects and the service. And it's really, you know, my dad's been involved for decades. Right. Wonderful. And, uh, it's uh, it's a special deal. Yes. And, and it's a special, you know, to have an organization that large for that long, mm -hmm. with all volunteers, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. is it's uh, 115 years now, 120 it's years. It's a long time. Yeah. yeah. 1905. I mean, what does that do the math? It's like yeah, long 118 time. years. That's a that's a special. That's an yeah, amazing it thing. Is. Yeah. Yes. So it's uh, and, and and that, I think the reason to me why it sticks so much. I mean, obviously community and people want to you know be together. But when you're rallying around service, there's something amazing about the purity there is. of that. Thank you. You know I what I mean? 100%. You're all there for the same mission, which is to help. Yeah. And it's not about a job. It's not about who's got how much more money or, or what can you do for me. Yeah. It's what can we do together for the world. Right. And there's a commonality. There's a, there's a, um, um, a connection when you'd have all the other strappings. It's not a chamber of commerce, which I respect entirely, right. but it isn't that. Right. It isn't about the business. Right. It's about right. people helping people. Right. And that's when you walk into a room filled with those kinds of people, everything else becomes easy. The camaraderie is there. The, the vision is there. The, the, the cooperation is there. Yeah. And um, the success is there. Yeah. Yeah. That's, so that's, and that's what I find real really success. Yeah. And the friendships. So you develop so many yeah. friendships, right? To have that, to have like-minded people around safely around you, right, is um, a very comfortable environment, right. And then when you see what you can accomplish together, right, it's even more, even more better. That's right. <laughs> no, it's so true. Bigger right? and better. And, and service is, uh, yeah. I mean, we're talking about some big ideas here. I mean, thinking about hard work, thinking about not despising small beginnings and thinking about service like if a young person's watching like if you just latched on to those three and did those three well you'd probably do okay in life like yes, honestly you yes, you um, so I want to talk about the event part because I, yeah. I, I I'm personally fascinated by events and the reason why because we, we've done a few here uh, we have a big one every other December that we do it's a gala event and we really we really work hard at it to make it something that's meaningful and that's, and I've had many people, we had one in 2019 and we had former president George W. Bush here and we had mm -hmm. the musician from Nashville, a friend named Nicole C. Mullen, and it was just a wonderful night. And I've had, I, over and over again, I'll, I'll, I'll talk to people who said, man, I, that, I've never forget that. And, and it reminded me of the whole Maya Angelou, you know, people forget what you say, what you do, but they never forget how you make them feel. Yeah. Events have a yes. huge opportunity. Thank you. In terms of the people that are in the room, you got them for an hour, two hours, three hours. You got them, right? right. They're captive. And what you can do in an event in terms of for a nonprofit, for a some whatever the mm -hmm. vision right. is is a really powerful opportunity very much so so that must be something you think about all the time all the time the number one goal for me is to have the attendee have a great experience it's all about the experience that's right of the attendee. yes and um, it's also certainly about what your goals are and why you're doing an event it's just to raise money and it's to entertain their vis-a-vis -vis entertaining yeah and um, um, and also bringing the community together 
yeah. is for yeah. what, what the events yeah. that I do now. It's um, a lot for the Rotary, of course, and the one we have coming up, as we'll talk about in a minute, yeah. um, is bringing the community together in a safe, fun environment, uh, all, all ages, and yet to also let them know why they're there yeah. to, help the, uh, to help the causes that we're um, raising money for. Yeah to uh, educate them about the needs for those things and how can they help when they leave here today yeah. without without preaching too hard. Right. You know, it's right. a subtle education, yeah. which is fine, and that's what the point is, but it's all about the experience of the attendee to when they leave, they had a great time, they learned something, their family was together, their friends uh, enjoyed each other, and uh, they want to come back next year. Yeah. You can't wait for next year. Right. So it's, um, it's how you treat them with respect and... Um, and uh, giving them something. Yeah, no, it's a powerful thing. So I think thing. about that all the time. And so and you work, so if, if somebody has a nonprofit and they're looking to do an event, mm -hmm. they can reach out to you. You're oh, yes. in Thousand Oaks? I'm in Thousand Oaks, yes. I mean, so anywhere in that I'm in the area. West Lake Village, West Lake Village Rotary Club. Okay. Uh, and okay. Um, where I'm a member. And, and I by the way, there. if you're just tuning in, it's Mary Catherine McBride. Uh, Gobi Do Productions, and so she's doing events. If you have an, a nonprofit or somebody who's trying to raise money for a great cause, this might be your person. Uh, uh, well, the, I mean, that, that it is a powerful opportunity, and, and, and those events. I mean, uh, which you know, in a place like Santa Barbara, you know, there's so many of them, and they're yeah. all special. And there's some people that just go to all of them. I mean, then then the, you know, other people kind of pick their spots, mm -hmm. but they the money that they raise makes a huge difference it does it's it's oftentimes it's changes lots of lives yeah, that one that's night the, that's the goal you know so that yes. and by the way i'll say this about events too because i admire what you're doing it's not easy to plan events i almost died in <laughs> 2019 oh my gosh <laughs> what did you what did you do well this george bush event right and uh, and i'm you know, thinking, oh, I'll just cruise along. Didn't have an event planner. Oh. Didn't have a U for a while until like October. Oh, oh. When two my month before. Two months before. Oh goodness. And so my friend pulls me aside, who's was was an event planner for his whole career, and he says, uh, Dean, you're gonna crash and burn. <laughs> <laughs> and he I said, I would have told you the same thing. <laughs> yeah. So he said, you need to call my friend. So there was somebody here who was an event planner. He says, you need to call my friend today. So I did, and she saved the day. So That's I great. totally okay. believe in like thank who you, you are. Yes, like it's uh, because right. people people think you just kind of put some tablecloths out. And just, no, no. Oh no. This is, <laughs> and the de the attention to detail matters. Yes, yeah. yeah, very much so. Huge. Huge. Yeah. Huge. The details are what they notice. And that's, that's right. part of the experience. Yeah. You know, if you put up uh, something that's not attractive, then it's not going to work. Yeah. And they're yeah. going to remember that. Oh, right. Oh, that didn't look nice. Yeah. It's, it's little right. details. The details. Make the whole experience. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we, we learned a little bit There's about a lot that. going into it that you have to think about. And also along with um, events, you have to think of the demographic you're going for. That's very important in the first, in the beginning. Who's your audience? Yeah. What, so therefore, you're going to mold your event around the appealing, the appeal to that demographic. Right. So it just runs the gamut. Yeah. Is it male, female, old, young, yeah. you know, rich or poor? Right. You know, uh, right. all the uh, mix of the elements. Yeah. So you must define your um, your uh, attendee or demographic, and mix it in from the very beginning, because that will yeah. develop the whole thing comes up from there. Right. So good. So true. So so Rotary, uh, and and there's. This happens the, every June. June, yes. First, first week of first June. First week of June. 
This year is June 3rd, So if, you, if you're watching this in 2023, it's June 3rd, but every first week of June. Uh, this is the Wild Oaks Country Music Festival. We love country music in this household. <laughs> it's mandatory. I'm so glad. My boys, my kids were raised in Texas. Billy Bob's Honky Tonk, the oh. whole thing. Been there many times. My dad's been there. It's, uh, you can't make it up. Billy Bob's Honky Tonk. This is where Willie Nelson like does his 4th of July parties. Like, oh. real deal. Oh, fun times. So I'm not all hat. I'm cattle as well. Um, do, you know, uh, do you know, are you familiar with Craig Morgan? Yes. Craig Morgan, he's, sure. he's our headliner. He's the headliner. He's the headliner. Craig Morgan. you got to come on down. There Get you go. I do. I've on. got my cowboy hat in there. Come on. Wild. Craig Morgan. Well, Craig Morgan's good. WildOaksCMF.com. WildOaksCMF, like Country Music Festival.com, is where you want to go. Sign up. I may just be there, but big black cowboy hat. My got a big head. It's tricky. We found one. It works. Black boots. I love it. Encourage you to check this out. Country, Wild Oaks Country Music Festival, first week of June, every year. Great event. Mary Catherine McBride, thank you. Oh, thank you. It's wonderful to meet you. Well, that time went by very fast. I know. It's a pleasure to be here. A thank Rotarian. You so much. I, well, let me summarize what we just talked about. Okay. So, one, she does great events and you need to reach out to her. Two, don't despise small beginnings. So if you've been given a job or you have a job, I remember my first job as an intern at a Wall Street firm, didn't know a stock from a bond, $8 an hour, which was a lot to me at this time. Showed up at 6.30 every morning. One time I showed up late, 7 o'clock. The branch manager comes down the hall and says, Good afternoon, Dean. <laughs> okay. I said, oh, we can't show up late again. Uh, got coffee every day, breakfast, lunch, coffee, lunch, Sometimes dinner for the staff. That was kind of one of my primary roles. Yes. Brought him exact change every time. Mm -hmm. And I think I learned in that moment. And then I ended up being invited to be a partner and it like changed my life. There you go. But don't, and it was because of a friend of my dad's watched me play high school basketball and said, you know, this redhead, he gets after it. So then there I was. But but don't despise small beginnings. So whatever your $8 an hour job is, if you are you got in the door, get in the door. That's one of the lessons here of Mary mm -hmm, Catherine. Mm -hmm. But then don't despise those small beginnings. That's right. Work hard. Mm -hmm. We need to. And remember them as you're growing up, going up the ladder. Yes. Remember them. Remember them. Remember how you were treated. Remember yes. how you wanted to feel. Yes. Remember what you wanted to um, tell them. Yes. Very important. Be the boss you wanted, right? Uh, yes. Kind of? That's right. Yeah. And then work hard. That's the last point. Work hard. So we need to build in this work ethic to this younger generation because there's no substitute for hard work. That's the truth. Thank you. Thank you very Great much. To meet it's you. a pleasure. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time.